Hello and welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where uh, Dave Crane talks to his friends. Uh, I'm Dave Crane, that's me. Today I am going to be talking to my friend Saint, whom I have known the majority of my life, about Vampire the Masquerade. In particular, we are going to be covering Clan Book Malkavian, the first edition from eh, around 1990. No. Yes. I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. We are covering Clan Book Malkavian today. Uh there is a disclaimer in the beginning of the book that I am going to read once we cut to the recorded section with Saint. Uh that I think really about covers it. Um other than that, as always, uh there is a lot of discussion of horror type topics and uh scary things and uh stuff like that. On this podcast, adult themes and language will be prevalent. Thank you for being here. Uh, here is Saint. Clan Book Malkavian. Yeah, Clan Book Malkavian. Um, so, first of all, just first of all, the very first page, I'm just going to read the disclaimer because I feel like this is, I feel like this disclaimer is in good faith and I feel like it, it holds true. Uh, the characters and events described in this book are fictional. Any resemblance between the characters and any person living or dead is purely coincidental. <laughs> you know, they have to say that. And then it says, in this book, we deal with insanity and vampires and show how some vampires use their madness as a path to power. In doing so, we do not mean to trivialize or glamorize mental illness. To be clear, none of the mentally ill are really vampires in touch with greater levels of reality, as is depicted here. Our purpose in exploring worlds of insanity is to shed light on an often misunderstood facet of human behavior in a safe, creative, constructive environment, and hopefully to bring greater understanding and empathy to the mentally ill. Through role-playing, we can often find common ground. The mention of or reference to any companies or products in these pages is not a challenge to trademark or conference concerned, of course. Uh, due to the majority of themes presented within... Reader discussion is advised, and that goes for this podcast as well. So, uh, yeah. Hello, Saint. Here's Hello. Clan Book Mal Here's Clan Book Malkavian. Here's Clan Book Malkavian. Um, continuing with the regular etymology lesson, um, unlike Ruha and Gangro, Malkavian is not like a real word from anything. Oh, okay. Uh, the the best I've been able to figure out is that maybe it's a uh, like a contraction of mala cavala, which is Latin for evil mockery. Oh, bad, bad mockery. So that's it's a fairly accurate description of what the Malkavians do. Yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember not being sure about this one, but until last week, if you had asked me what the word gangrel meant, I would have thought that one might have been made up as well. Yeah, me too. I didn't know that one until recently. So we've got uh, the uh, we got the black pages. And, uh, yeah, which are, which are surprisingly like even a little bit more restrained. Yeah, I would say so. This one is uh, 
in the the last the the little introductory thing not the quote uh was yeah a little more uh sinister and amped up and may i might i say even a little more mad than what we have here uh First, we have a quote from the persecution and assassination of Jean-Paul Marat as performed by the inmates of the asylum of Sherrington under the direction of the Marquis de Sade. Is that the title of a piece? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's um, the funniest thing on these two pages. <laughs> it's, that... it's, pretty, it's pretty meta. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, you know, Jean-Paul Marat was a... Uh, revolutionary French writer um, and uh, he was assassinated and the Marquis de Sade um, famously was incarcerated a whole bunch of times um, uh, by the French government uh, because he was a crazy bastard <laughs> yes and uh, you know he uh, he 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 was definitely he was in some asylums and in some prisons so i guess this guy peter weiss wrote a book about the marquis de sade i am performing a play in an asylum the actual quote i i definitely had like scribbled in the margins of various notebooks and probably written on the covers of some sketchbooks and things in high school the important thing is to pull yourself up by your own hair and turn yourself inside out and see the whole world with fresh eyes. Nice. Would you like to read the uh, the actual little black page piece? Or, uh... Sure, I'll read the black page. Okay, cool. Most kindred cling to the familiar shores of sanity, like drowning men resisting the tug of dark, seductive waters. Though they know a constant low-level madness from their slavery to the bloodlust, most kindred usually resist it and fight off all other derangements. Some are eaten alive from within by the beast. Most grip their sanity with a miser's clutch. But some kindred plunge in where strongest elders fear to go, giving full vent to their demon desires and mad caprices. Some do it by choice, but the rest do it because they are forced to. The curse of Malkov has stolen their choice in the matter, and they can either agree to dive into madness or be dragged under the murky waters by the chains of insanity. All right. Oh. Well, I, yeah, I turned the page and something grabbed my attention. It was that it said, the masquerade is coming closer and closer to release. And I said, what? But then I read on and realized that that was, was that the original title of the, uh, the live action rule book? Just the masquerade, or was it Mind's Eye Theater? Uh, might have just been just the masquerade. Anyway, that was coming out soon. I'm surprised I don't have any of those live action books. It's cool that they were small and you could, you know, put them in your pocket. Yeah, easier to carry around while playing a LARP. Neat. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was funny because I was thinking about last week we were talking. Uh, Again, and about how much we loved all the art in this book and these books, and oh boy, Clamwick Malkavian is an exception. The art in Clamwick Malkavian sucks a lot of the time. Um, 
I I get what they were going for. A lot of it is just like sort of kinda, kinda. I, I kinda uh, get a lot, it. A lot of it it looks like just kind of like you know like sort of childish scribbling and like notebook paper and and you know like kind of disturbing like dead dolls and you know like weird. Yeah. You know the kind of stereotypical stuff that that weird kids draw or whatever, and it's it's. I think this is one of the reasons I really didn't like this book when you know when it first came out because the art sucks and but, yeah. when I'm re- reading it reading it this net last time I'm reading on like PDF and I kind of ignore the art because I could zoom in on the actual words and um, I didn't mind it as much. Uh, excuse me, I was just uh, smoking. Um, I'm sorry. Shit, yeah, and it's almost like, it's almost, well, it's it's not entirely dissimilar to what I said about how the other book is full of pictures of werewolves, because why, you know, sure, there are children that are vampires, but these are, they obviously look like they're drawn by different children. Like, I guess I'm saying there wasn't even a connective, there's no reason that they would be children's drawings, even if you're going for the idea of madness and just drawing scribbling art all over the place, like the kind of trope of the guy in a room and he's drawn crosses and spirals all over the place, you know, but like, right, right, right. it's yeah. just like, Fair. it, it really looks like, well, I told you in my DMS that I felt like somebody had run out of time and that it looks, yeah, it doesn't look like children did it. It doesn't look like adults who wanted it to look like children's art. It looks like something done really quickly. Yeah. It looks like shit. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it kind of looks like people who people who don't know how to draw trying to draw the way that kid they think kids would draw. Right, and it's not. Uh, and and trying to, but also trying to make it look fucked up because it's a book about vampire crazy vampires. But it looks like adults just drawing poorly on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan. Mm. I mean, it, there's there's a few pieces of actual traditional art there too. Yeah, which, there are. You know, which, a few of which a few of which are okay but um there's also a little nosferatu character sheet in the corner of one page which is like another reason that i feel like someone ran out of time just what graphics what pieces of graphics are lying around slap it in the corner it's the malkavians who cares yeah (laughs) this was a fun book i gosh yeah It was, it's a little better than I remember. And I guess we should say too, you know, um, after reading it, I was thinking to myself, it's kind of, it's kind of good that they don't actually address any real world mental illness. In no, this book whatsoever. yeah, I agree. Yeah. They, they've got, they've got a very particular idea of what, like, like a crazy, like what crazy means for a Malkavian, what insane means for a Malkavian, and it's it's actually it's not like somewhat specific. It's, yeah, it's it is specific. It's it is that Malkavians, through the power of their blood, have been clued into this sort of mind-shattering deeper reality, um, and that causes their mental issues. Um, it's it's good that it's not the kind of idea just like, well, being crazy makes you super powered because that's, you know, that's never really a great trope. Um, 
you know, is highly problematic, kind of like, you know, like Rain Man, you know, like the autistic kids. Oh, yeah, kids, for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, or geniuses or, you know. Um, a lot of, a lot of, oh, man, I've been talking about Stephen but, King a lot. <laughs> yeah. But this, it this really, is all, they really, just, <laughs> yeah, those kind of they, characters. Yeah, but they super lean into the idea of of the Malkavian madness being um, a sort of... Um, they can see beyond a, a construct yeah, yeah. that it seems we are all living in uh, a sort of right. constructed reality, which, you know... Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's also a very common sort of trope, yeah. I guess. Boy, and, i got to replace that word with something. Yeah, yeah no focus. <laughs> Um, I just I, I use it so much these days. They, about they get into detail. Yeah, they get into details a little bit later, so we can talk about it more later. But um, sure, it's, I, it's that you know that's the basic conceit, and it's I, I don't know. I, I think in some ways kind of good because they they kind of dodge the issue of of having to actually address like what does it mean? Like, well, I mean, actually, let me back up a second. So. The Malkavians, you know, we say they're mad, and and in the in-game, you know, clan weakness is that they have to take a derangement from the list of derangements in the in the core book, or yep. you know, make up make up something similar along similar lines um, that the storyteller will okay. So um, these include things like um, uh, disassociative identity disorder, multiple, you know, aka multiple personalities. Um, paranoia, obsessive compulsive. Um, paranoia um, was a popular one. Paranoia was a popular one. Um, I don't think something like you would find something like sociopathy or psychopathy there, just because they wanted something like that is, is I think a little. Too I mean, that's almost tied into the humanity system. Humanity, kinda, exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. You got there before. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say, but you got there before me. Um, and yeah, um, so. Um, like hallucinations, delusions, um, you know, those are all kinds of derangements. And and they're presented in the book as like, you know, like, hey, uh, under the right circumstances, anybody can develop these these derangements, anybody can develop these these mental illnesses. Um, but a Malkav- every Malkavian has got to start with at least one that they can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think later on, you know, they people, you know, they might. They think they elaborated that, saying like, "Well, if something happens, like you, you know, and, and your character undergoes such a dramatic change that it seems like the derangement, it would make sense for the derangement sense anymore, to go away. Yeah. You can you can get rid of it, but then a new derangement will appear." Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's always there's something. Always, there's always got to be something. You're, you're always kind of halfway seeing through the veil. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. I love it that as the concept for this clan and what the implications of what their blood carries. I, like, I think, yeah, yeah this, uh, again, I like, just getting ahead of ourselves, but one of, yeah. one of, one of my most basic takes about this clan and why I was interested in them is that it's supposed to be, supposedly these guys had the fairy connection and perhaps, uh, yeah. you know, their blood had something to do with that and the madness comes from that. But, uh, yeah, they talk Waited about that a lot. And several there's, there's, years later, Changeling yeah. the Dreaming has nothing to do with any vampires or anything else in the world of darkness at all. Basically, I was disappointed. No, yeah, exactly. It really never paid off. Like, whatever the Malkavian fairy connection was, it never paid off. Yeah, and, and we can talk about the how they describe the fairies a little bit more, too, as we get into yeah, the Yeah, that's what I was saying. They are, it, it, yeah, um, it's definitely they're here. Not, they're, not the, they're not Changelings. They, in fact, yeah. remind me more of... Um, 
Um, uh, like, okay, yeah, actually, I'm starting to get into the cosmology talk, but let's let's look at like, yeah. Let's... Should we look at the short story? Because this does yeah, not this does I not don't... do the whole book in character. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And thank God, actually, to be honest, um, because it'd probably be kind of intolerable. It's kind of it's kind of annoying to read as it is. And it is, an, yeah. I did. Um, I got up and went into the bathroom. So, like, like a lot of the the clan book short stories in the first chapter, it's about a, you know someone being newly embraced into the clan. Um, usually, is is kind of how it's. Framed. Yeah, is that gonna? They, that's gonna be the, they, the they framework use, here. I, I guess so. I got to look at. Um, actually, I started looking at the Nosferatu clan book, and that is not. Um, I think they they have a, they have something else, but this this seems to be common. You know, if we've seen this in in the Bruja, and now we're seeing the Malkavians, and I'm pretty sure at least one or two other ones are just like yeah, are good this kind of thing. Hello, yeah. hello, new vampire, and welcome to the welcome, welcome to the, to the eternal night. Welcome to the eternal night, and here is the specific flavor of eternal night that you get, <laughs> and, and what it's all about. You're the crazy uh, guys. Yeah, the, you're the crazy guys. I I'm not a huge fan of this because I, I I'm not a fan of Malkavians who just kind of talk in circles and say funny shit and say, um, "Oh, we're crazy. You have to be crazy like us. Look at all the truth I have. I'm so crazy." Yeah, that's a really I, that's really what the story is. I've seen through the yeah the, right the veil of reality. I'm gonna start saying yeah. that shit to people when I don't want to talk to them anymore. I'm gonna start talking about how I've how seen beyond part? the. They'll think I'm some kind of flat earth earther if I start talking about the constructor. People, people will definitely stop talking to. Oh, you. Oh, and well, then I guess then I guess I'll I will. It'll, succeed, it'll yeah. work. It'll okay. work. It'll work. People, people will good, be like, "Good talk. Good plan." Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, oh, something just came up. I gotta I gotta run. Nice talking. Bye. Um. Uh, <laughs> but, but one thing about the story is, is that, you know, I, again, I think they kind of put it up front and, and the sire is telling the child, like the reason you're in pain and the reason that, um, your mind is breaking is because, um, you know, we, we all have this curse of Malkav, but it's also a blessing you see through the world, whatever. But, um, it's you know you have you have to kind of you have to kind of learn how to write it you kind of have to learn how to how to how to work with it mm -hmm. you have to kind of work learn how to how to live with your derangement or or i guess live exist as a vampire um with your derangement um and make it from night to night she she almost gives him like a little bit of a gangrel um embrace you know she's like get the fuck out of here you're annoying. yeah <laughs> Go do something and try not to get killed. Go figure it out. Yeah, don't fuck it up. Yeah, go figure it out. Um, I like that. Uh, at some point in here, something maybe this is. I might have gotten this from this book, but I've done this throughout my life. I've referred to the boatman as K A R E N, Karen the boatman. I yeah. must I must have seen that for the first time in this book. So yeah, I, that that drew my attention. I was like, yeah, Karen the boatman. Karen the boatman. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um you want to know something? Tell me if this rings a bell at all. Uh I don't know who probably Danielle was probably involved, but the second half of this, the and I don't think I was the actor. The second half of this um 
with uh what's her name crazy jane when the main the protagonist is talking to crazy jane uh i wrote that out as a script and some two people performed it uh at some kind of drama club function yeah i think i i do remember your i do remember that i remember that you're i I believe i believe danielle played played crazy crazy jane and some maybe maybe it was dan yeah i don't remember who played the who played adam yeah oh that's right that's the guy's name um, yeah, but it's you know it's fine. It's a it's a it's it's an alright short story. It's it's a little bit. I mean, but there's just and I almost I mean throughout my notes here, which you know are always are pretty sparse. Um, but I do mention that so much of it just sounds like someone trying to write crazy gibberish talk. And they even on the backwards page that I had to go into the bathroom and read in the mirror, it says you know. If in order to role play this and keep the thing moving, just say whatever kind of nonsense. If you have to spit nonsense, eventually something will work. And a lot of this book reads that way. Yeah, and, that, and to be perfectly honest, that's terrible role playing advice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's okay. And, and jokes. This play. This this book is full of like, oh, ridiculous full of jokes. Them. Yeah, and here we page, go. Page XX. So see what about yeah, World of the Apocalypse notoriously. For the first initial war of the apocalypse notoriously went to print with a whole bunch of printing errors where people had uh, like little notes that said see page and it was supposed to be filled in. Someone you know? was supposed to go through the book later and figure out where all the pages were going to end up in the final yeah. arrangement. Um, but they failed to do that at least like several times. At least, yeah, like at least half a dozen times. Yeah. Noticeable. It was noticeable. Like, and it said see page XX. So here we have page XX. Uh-huh. Finally. And I would have expected some more information. <laughs> like, there yes. were a lot of things that refer to this page. And I guess that uh, it was just a big Malkavian prank all along. It was just a prank all along. We finally got to page XX. Um, yeah. I encountered page this page. And I had to go. What the hell does this mean? What what is? I had to, I had to go and look at Werewolf the Apocalypse, and someone had to explain the joke to me because I didn't I didn't see Werewolf and Wonder first. No, I I I, I recognize this. I, I was like, oh, ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Because that was definitely something that I saw in Werewolf and that annoyed the hell out of me. I was like, how does this happen like three or four times in the fucking book? Yeah, there was a. How did this get printed like this? There was a final editing something sweep that something, yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, it failed miserably. All of the chapters have silly titles as well. Chapter one is titled, is spelled W-O-N. Yes. Here we have chapter T-O. Chapter, yeah, chapter two. Legends of the Malkavians. Um, Dan had a character based on this illustration. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 I don't have all the illustrations in my copy. Oh, this is uh, it's a girl with rabbit ears. He played. Oh yeah, oh, that, some that one I do. reoccurring character of his was yeah. Yeah, I remember the or rabbit ears. with rabbit ears. I remember the rabbit ears. Malkavian. Um, Malkavian core beliefs. This part is hilarious. Um, but you know, I think maybe the first time I looked at this, I thought this was like like a page and a half or two pages of absolutely useless gibberish. But um, I'm not positive. I, well, I guess, well, I wouldn't say useless, I suppose, but yeah, but <laughs> I, I, it's surely looked, bordering on gibberish. Yeah. Looking at it now, they have all of these quote unquote, like core Malkavian beliefs. And it's basically like, like a dozen 
like you know catchphrases yeah uh, of ridiculousness um but in a certain way i think that these are um not like exactly like um derangements for you to apply to your, your Malkavian characters, but they are kind of ways to interpret, um, you know, the sort of the actual Malkavian core belief, which is not written, but is 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 pretty much kind of underlying the whole theme of the game is that is that madness leads to uh, illumination, at least enlightenment, yeah, um, in a certain kind of way, um, and then. You know, and sometimes it doesn't because this is the world of darkness. Um, but um, a lot of this, uh, a lot of these on this two pages also have to do with the whole idea of this, you know, reality construct that they can kind of yeah. see yeah. through and yeah, yeah. kind of see different levels of how reality is operating and uh, yeah. But I, I I see these different these different. Um, these different tenets, like, and, and what do they have? They have global iconoclasm, anarchy, personal, personal illumination, infectious insanity, degradation of all more authority, magical utopia, hegemony of absolute chaos, material detachment, divine connection, artistic reflection of society's madness. Okay, I'm not going to read the rest of them. It's, it's like a half a dozen more, a dozen more. They are um, more, and they're not exactly repetitive but it's almost like more a lot of them share like half of a theme with another it's, one like it's almost as you read them going along they're almost like a little march there's some overlap yeah yeah and um and ultimately i think the, these these can be useful little things to apply to your character to be like how does my character want to use like this sort of madness to insight uh, in a practical way, are you are you are you preaching you know anarchy and and iconoclasm? You know, are you are you like an anarch or is it more you know about sort of personal will? Yeah, yeah. Is it more spiritual? Is it um, is it rampant hedonism? Yeah. Is it is it an, uh, you know anarchic or you know anarchist or hedonist? You know, you can uh, sort of yeah, you can use it to kind of describe your personal. Uh, direction through the Malkavian Madness Network. Yeah, exactly. Not the way exactly. that you interpret and enact right. this mass madness, yeah. Right, not exactly a derangement. And I remember thinking too, I, I do remember thinking when I Also was... not exactly a uh, path of humanity or whatever they call that. No, no, yeah, not a path of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, um, I was thinking when I first read this this book back when I was when I was younger I I remember being annoyed that I was like we should have more talk about the derangements and you should talk more about yeah. like, adding more derangements or how to interpret and use those derangements cuz I definitely for a long time did was not no, a fan I, of Malkavians. I feel I get yeah I'm picking up what because, you're putting down cuz cuz I just I had a really hard time I trying to get into the mental space to role play somebody um who who had, you know, like a serious mental illness who who, you know, really saw the world in a really profoundly different way uh than everybody else. And um it's funny too because it it wasn't like um 
you know, at the same time, you know, this is this is when I was forming a core part of my philosophy, which says, which also says that everybody should at least experience altered states of reality. Um, oh, good. You know, multiple times in their lives. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm sure with you on that. I mean, it doesn't have. To, I don't mean everybody's got to take LSD, but yeah. you know. You, everybody, you know, you, everybody's got a, got their own ultra state kind of thing. Everybody to, goes to church to be, on Sundays. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a chemical necessarily, but. Um, but know, I feel I, like I feel like this, in retrospect, now, I feel like this is perhaps more useful than if this was just a description of kinds of derangements you could have right here. I agree. Okay. Yeah. And again, I think it, it's 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 better in that way because it's not, it's not kind of insensitive to actual mental illness. Yep. You know, that's right. Because again, it's, it's the kind of thing where you see in some fiction where, and, and like movies and stuff where, where mental illness is kind of like a superpower. Like, yeah, I never actually saw that whole movie, but I never actually really watched the whole movie. What was that movie with, um, you know, professor, you know, the, the young Scottish professor X in it. Um, where he has multiple personalities. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the M. Night Shyamalan show. Yeah, the M. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. The first one was called Split, yeah. Split, yeah, and then he shows up again yep. in the end Glass. of the trilogy, yeah. you know, the last movie, where he brings all those, where he brings Bruce Willis's character and Samuel Jackson's Glass character and everybody back together. Yeah, I like, I'm, I'm familiar with how that, how his trilogy works, but like, you know, I haven't actually watched all of it. But again, yeah, that character Split, you know, and Split is like, He's got multiple personalities. He's got, you know, what is actually called is, I think, disassociative identity disorder. Yes. Um, you know, that is not a superpower. No. <laughs> that is usually the result of, like, somebody, you know, um, being subjected to profound... Often abuse. very complex trauma, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so... Um, yeah, uh, but it's yeah, it's a common as hell type of yeah, thing to see in fiction. It is. Yeah, it's, it is. it's and, almost easy. It's almost something that you can lean on. Right. Again. Yeah. And 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 I guess I guess you can say like at their core, the Malkavians still kind of do that because they're like by being insane as a Malkavian, you you also have some kind of insight. Yep. Um, and. You know, they play to that in game terms, not just through, like, these weird Malkavian time kind of things, but also just, like, you know, the Malkavian disciplines of, like, obfuscate, uh, auspects, and dominate, or dementation, depending on what, what rules that you're using. Well, um, we're, it, we're using... First edition is yeah. dominate. Yep. So these are, you know... Um, the, the the Malkavians are an extremely like mental clan. Like they're one of the few clans that don't have like a physical discipline as a clan. Yeah, discipline. yeah. Uh, them and the Tremere are the only ones that don't have physical, like at least one physical discipline. Yeah, these are, these guys in the Tremere are the casters. Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, you know they they so they're they're capable of learning and seeing and being aware of a lot of things that other people are not capable of because of all their aspects because of their ability to go places that people can't see them you know with aspects and dominate lets them not just like you know walk around and listen closely um and 
and peer into people's minds with aspects, but to but to like open up their minds and command them and do whatever you want with their brains with yeah. the dominant. Like they, despite kind of not having control over their own minds, they have so much. They have like yeah, other people's minds. It gives them a pathway into yeah, um, and. I guess I guess that you know that that you know that you can you can you can also kind of play the Malkavian shtick of of you know their their madness leads to insight, um, you know as a con as a trick. They, sure. they, their madness doesn't doesn't actually lead to any kind of special insight, but maybe you know maybe it's just it could just be the uh, curse. It's just the curse, yep. and their insight actually comes from the fact that you know they have a lot of really good powers for you know, learning things that other people wouldn't normally be able to learn, you know, aspects lets you do stuff like, you know, seeing people's auras, you can see how they feel, you can see, you can know a lot about them, you can, you know, you, psychometry is the next Psych- level. Psychometry is serious. It's like, yeah, it's like you, you, you touch inanimate objects and you dig into, like, their emotional and mental history of it's other people who have touched them. Wacky power. Them. Yeah, it's crazy. And then and then level like level four is like just straight up telepathy. You can just open up someone's mind and read their mind. And you know, I don't think it's easy to just like look at somebody and learn their deepest thoughts and secrets. Like you gotta spend time. You gotta dig around, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can read service thoughts very easily. Um and you know, and again you combine that with the dominate on the other side and then you can you can you can take control of it. You know. Um and then all specs just on, you know, obfuscate just on top of that. Just, just be like, oh, by the way, you never know if we're here or not. You know, the the Nosferatu people talk about the Nosferatu as like these information brokers and knowers of secrets and everything because they're, you know, they, you know, they focus so much on obfuscate partly because they're ugly and they they don't want to be seen. But um, <laughs> you know, they're next. More, yeah, they're next. I love um, those guys too. Yeah, but even more so. Guys. But even more so than the Nosferatu, the Malkavians are really built for mm-hmm. finding stuff out that maybe shouldn't have. They shouldn't be finding out, right? You know, and letting everyone know. Yeah, or not, or maybe yeah. not. Maybe, again, not yeah. you know? maybe not. Maybe uh, it's more uh, more valuable if you don't let everyone know. But a lot of them let a lot of people know a lot of things. Yeah. Um. This page is randomly color inverted. Um, yeah, this is the, and this is the interesting page to me because I read okay. this thing, and they're like, "Ah, oh, this is the page of the Malkavian cosmological secrets." This is what Malkavians sort this of like as like as a, like a weird hive mind kind of believe. Sure, um, it's like the Cimmerillion. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the description of the world they give here is basically really from what I from what I understand of having read the entire world of darkness as it came out and stuff that came out after and everything, this was like the basic foundation of the cosmology of the world of darkness as the like the game writers understood it. Oh um, that that uh spirits cut the created reality by like sealing away certain aspects of this is the description of the exalted oh. creation. 
This is how this is literally the exalted creation myth. A game that did not come out for another fifteen some odd years later. I was basically off to college by the time I didn't even I don't even know anything about Exalted. Yeah, I was completely Yeah. yeah. Exalted is not a World of Darkness game. The the best way to describe it is that it's sort of kind of a prequel, but it like not really. It like it has the same kind of themes. It kind of rhymes with the world of darkness, but it's okay. in a fantasy. It's sent in a fantasy world. Superhero barbarian gods. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but but anyway, this whole concept of like, um, initially the, the universe chaos, and then a bunch of the creatures of this of this chaotic universe um decided to wall off a bunch of it and that created the universe that created you know basically the world i feel like there was uh, another game in the 90s that was this, based on a well this is also this is also werewolf and this is also mage these are also the cosmologies for werewolf and mage and later on adapted for exalted too but this but this is what i'm saying so all the creatures of chaos are the fairies okay um, and that's explicitly true in Exalted too, but it's also true in Changeling too, because you, in Changeling you don't play like like full true fairies. You play like these half human, half fairy creatures, right? Live, who you know who, who you know who made it back to Earth after being yeah. stolen. Yeah. Uh, is that what it is in Changeling? The dreaming. I feel like the dreaming was so weird, but then again, I kind of don't remember it. So, Ooh, you but know I feel I, like it didn't fall into a lot of the places that, it should have. Yeah, and actually, especially, I went, and I really what I, I was saying. Actually, I might actually be thinking of changing the lost, which was yeah. The, the lost is definitely like a traditional changeling that gets taken yeah. away and returns. Yeah, but that anyway, was the, the, idea, was, yeah. the idea was was like the pure fairies, the real fairies were like these super scary, like yeah. Chaos that's the lost, like like creatures of the of the pure wild. Yeah, you know, and you talk about the the werewolf um, cosmology of the. The wild, the weaver, and the worm. Sure. Which, yeah. Know, yep. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Chaos, chaos, order, and entropy, which are mm. like the three. You know. You know. There are three. Uh, sort chaos, of like, order, and balance. I'm sorry. Balance slash entropy. Okay. One. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, the fairies are pure. Are pure wild. Yeah. And the creatures that create the uni- that create the universe that you know that that you know as as it is, they describe it in the Valkyrie Clan book, they cut off the sections of of the the flux from other parts and create a, a breach in the cycle of magic. You know, blah blah blah. That's that's the that's the weaver. You yep. know, that's right. you know or or another creationist that's the that's the gods making order out of chaos or whatever. Yeah, they don't even get into the side of the worm, you know, the idea of balance or, or entropy. They just, their concern is the, the, the wild versus the weaver. And of course, they come down on the side of the wild. Um, and they view this sort of, you know, that the, the, the more the world calcifies, the worse it is. Sure, uh, yeah. But this also, this also ties in with Mage the Ascension. And I think Mage was probably out by this point. So, you know, this, this is... And and Mage uses the, the same cosmology as Werewolf, um, so you know the 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 mages most oriented towards the weavers, you know, were the technocracy. So they were sure. also literally, they were also literally trying to calcify and codify reality as much as possible in order to control it. 
So again, I think this, you know, it's, it's, this is the same kind of thing. This is the Malkavians are like, this is this is what we're trying to. We're trying to set mana free. We're trying to set reality free. We're trying to we're trying to break apart the 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 dam of magic or the you know the calcification of the universe that's going on. I think yes. it's funny. They basically just laid it all out like yeah. in really like really quick terms here. Like it's basically it's like you know this is like half a page. Um, and uh but this this is basically like the basic description you know of of the the world of darkness cosmology um you know and it's most sort of basic state of course kind of told from the perspective of you know the malkavians who care most about yeah what know, it had to do with what it had to do with the malkavian perspective yeah exactly um and then after that we got the little milk uh, Malkavian creation myth, where it was like, you no, know, Cain was crazy too, and that's why he loved Malkav the best. Ah, oh, yes, know. of course, of course. It's like just like all the clans, Cain loves their 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 founder the best for for reasons. And then the history. Oh yeah, uh, Malkav caused the Middle East. Yeah, Malkav caused the Middle East, which is. okay yeah okay Malkav sleeps beneath the Middle East so his madness infects everybody and that's why that's why everybody's always fighting in the Middle East it's like oh okay that's pretty yeah you probably that's a little bit that's questionable that's very questionable that's not not too not too sure about that one and then they talked about all the random stuff they would do um in in history, I think one thing they they don't mention here, but I know became bigger later, was that the Malkavians were a big part of the Roman Empire. Um, okay, okay, yeah, I and, love that. They don't talk about that. I love that and, idea. And they, you know, they also they were they, yeah, they were they were a big part of the alliance of of vampires of Malkavians, Ventru, and Toradora, who led um, the ancient Roman Empire. Um, and also, um, specifically, were like trying to kill off all the Bruja by destroying Carthage. Oh, yep. So they were, you know, they were very closely involved in that. Um, so they don't really talk about that here. I think that's something they probably they probably decided to like start weaving into history at, at, at some later point. They also, you can, I'm pretty sure I can tell this came, this book came out after the Sabbat books were out because they talk about how the Malkavians were involved in the the Anarch. Uh, revolt and the uh, yeah the, kind the, of the uh, the foundation of the Sabbat I was about to say yeah is this the yeah. foundation they, yeah. they tell a little story about how the Malkavians were were not really taking sides too much um, during the Anarch Revolt um, you know this is background the Anarch Revolt was something that went on in like the 1400s where um, a bunch of um, I think Zemisi first figured out that they could break their blood bonds to their sires, um, ah. who, had, who had enslaved them for centuries, by um, mixing their blood together and doing a ritual over it and all drinking the blood. So that's they invented. That's how they invented the Valdry. The Valdry. Um, what is there another word? Uh, the Valdry creates vinculums, which are a kind of blood bond. Oh, the vinculum is what you call the bond. Yeah. Is that a real world? Is that a real word? Yeah. Yeah, vinculum means means a bond. Oh, or a connection. It, is it meant to sound bloody? <laughs> like I don't know why that sounds bloody. I guess for some reason the word sanguine is floating around in my head. Probably just because of this game. But this is the reason I. 
the reason I asked about that word is that uh, members of the Borg, uh, I think the vinculum is an actual physical thing that they connect to, but, you know, with their minds. But I think there is like an actual yeah. vinculum that they're all hooking up to while they sleep or something. Nice. Um, right. So, right. So these Amici invented the, 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 the Valdery, um, basically started the seeds of the Sabbat and then they started teaching the Valdery to other clans. Um, Did the Sabbat and, begin in Europe or? Yeah, this is all happening in oh, Europe. Okay. Well, um, I, didn't, I didn't know if the Sabbat began in the 1400s or like the 1800s. I didn't, I'm not clear on that. Yeah, so, yeah. no, it, it, this is all in like the 1400s and, and, um. And then they, you know, once once the Valdry starts to get around, um, the Anarch movement really starts to pick up speed, um, because, you know, pr prior to this, it was basically common practice for sires to blood bond, blood bond their children because there was nobody to say like no. Yeah. And most vampires didn't have like princes and shit they needed to answer to. Everybody, every vampire was prince of their own domain. Basically, nobody answered to anybody else except their sires. Um, so Cyrus blood bonded their childer a lot of times, um, and hey, nobody likes being a bloodbound slave for all eternity. So, no, um, shit got bad. A couple antediluvians got diablerized, you know. Um, cool. And uh, eventually, a bunch of them, probably. Yeah, like at least a couple. I heard couple. that. I heard a member of the second generation got diablerized. Maybe not at this time. No, well, I, there's this is all questionable. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, well, actually, I mean, this is less questionable no, than uh, whatever uh, the I, antediluvians were doing. Yeah, I think I think the the story goes that there were three second generation, and they all died a long time ago after the second city and the third gener when the third generation revolted. Yeah, I think um, second generation probably probably not around. Yeah, and. The in the Asimai clan books, I think they claim that as that that their founder uh, Hassan Hakim uh, diabolized uh, one of the oh. second generation. I was gonna say I feel that Ravnos also did that. Diabolized one of the could be. We'll there find out. Maybe we'll. Maybe we will. Yeah, there are three of them. So some somebody. There are a couple worth diabolizing. Yeah, but also, anyway. yeah, it's interesting to me, and I always kind of like. Uh, talking about how a lot of the clown clans kind of got replaced and some of the clan founders got diablerized salubri and uh bruja and uh, at least one or one or two others yeah no like a bunch this oh giovanni giovanni replaced the cappadocians yeah yeah uh, cool uh, i like that there's something cool to me about a new clan replacing the other one by diablerizing the uh is that the correct term diablerizing diabling diabling yeah um yeah and then uh so the malkavians apparently ultimately sided with the camarilla with the elders and then but then the santa sena uh, a uh, a different malkavian elder said this is dumb. You guys are dumb. You're gonna, you're gonna start a thousand-year war if you treat the anarchs really badly. And the elders said, "Fuck that. We're elders. We're elder vampires. We don't do, <laughs> we don't do mercy and forgiveness, man. That's yeah. not. Well, you got to be a thousand years old. So, um, so you fucked off and helped 
found La Sombra or helped found the Sabbat. Um, I, th- I remember Vicente Sena a lot because I, 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 for some reason, I distinctly remember that she was really good. She was a really good card in uh, Vampire the Eternal Struggle. Oh, yeah. She was like the centerpiece of my like Malkavian Obfuscate deck. Boy, I really, I feel like I played two games total of that and just never really, yeah. I, lo- I love that game. I, I found out many years later after high school when, when I, I, I was hanging out with more people who had more cards. Oh, sure, that, good, yeah. That, uh, I'm glad you did. That game was like 100% made to be played with a group of like four or five people at a time. Yeah, I think not... that's the definitely the we, two we, games we I played, played where played, yeah. Played a lot of like one-on-one matches. Exactly. There, you know, the game it's, it just wasn't as good of a game for for one-on-one matches. It was made for big multiplayer games. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Vampire the Eternal Vampire the Eternal Struggles. It was all time. about that uh, that uh, layers of blood bonded minions dancing like puppets in my eternal oh. dance of twilight you know oh, yeah. that old 100%. chestnut 100 percent. all right um chapter and three. then chapter three predictions chapter three is just a three just the digit three just, just the yeah three just digits. a regular old three Right. This is hilarious, though, because it says the seven or eight traditions of the Malkavians, and it goes one, two, three, three, four, five, six. <laughs> then it stops to six, and you know, no. And then it stops to six, and you're like, wait, what? Where's the rest? Oh, they were eaten. They were eaten. And then you get down to the word eater. You can talk about, we can talk about the word eater later. And um, other butcher's aprons. And other purchases, which is a funny thing. Like <laughs> it's the last bit. <laughs> the last bit is the, it's, 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 it's This is a silly. funny book. Yeah. Is that be silly again? Yeah. Um. And yeah, and the, again, I think these traditions again are just kind of silly. Um, similar to the Gangrel one, it's similar to kind of ignore the traditions and make up all of your stuff. I mean, not totally. Yeah. But a yeah, little bit. It, but a little bit. Well, I mean, they're not talking about the like the the vampire traditions here. They're the Camarilla traditions, that. yeah. The Camarilla, they're talking about their own traditions, and most of the time, and most of this is just kind of like, like, do this stuff, or maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> figure it out. Look, figure look it beyond out. the mirror, and when you come back through the door in the hole you made in your mind, uh, you will understand. Why yeah. we need to, you know, do the things that we do. Also, also, also prank people. Yeah, also the tradition of pranking. Also the tradition <laughs> of pranking. No, I guess here's the thing about pranking, right? So okay, okay. This is, like, I feel like we should devote a whole segment because this is like a big thing for the Malkavians. Like, like they mention it here, but then it goes into a lot of detail later. And I think this is this is the reason why a lot of people didn't like Malkavian yep. like metagame way mm-hmm. like Malkavians are dumb and a, this is also the reason why a lot of people played Malkavians that made other people unhappy or angry yeah and not like not like a good role-playing way like oh yeah yeah because like, I remember definitely like one game not, not talking about Malkavians but just like a total segue I remember a LARP I played a LARP um where you know like my character had a bunch of machinations my good friend Morgan 
was playing a character who was like opposing me and she had all these machinations and our machinations came together and clash and blah 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 and all this stuff happened and I was like oh I'm so angry at you Morgan no I love you Morgan it's okay but I'm so angry but it was like you know it was a cool angry you know I was like right, I was like sure. oh, I'm angry. yeah but but like That's oh what but this, be like. But this is cool because she's she has developed like this cool counter mission in my plan so you know so it's okay so it's cool um but yeah now is there was definitely some Malkavians and some LARPs. And I'm sure plenty of tabletop games beyond the tabletop games that we played in, but I can think of some tabletop games that we played into where the Malkavians were just annoying. Just yeah. so annoying. And I, you know, I, I, I get it too because it, I think it has to do with the kind of, you know, the idea of the Malkavians um, as sort of like, like so I guess sort of like these court jesters. To like the milk, to like the the vampire society, they like, you know, the 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 Malkavian symbol is like the broken mirror, right? And yeah. it's this kind of metaphor for how how they're cracked, you know, how how they look in the mirror and they see themselves, and the, and and something is broken, something's wrong. But like, you know, they also hold up the mirror to the rest of you know the rest of the world around them. You know, they hold it up to vampire society, and you know, and they and they make fun of it, you know, and they. And it's, it's a kind of, you know, that, that, that kind of thing people talk about, you know, like the court jester or whatever, as like a sort of, you know, like, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Like a pressure valve for society, like a society, like a societal pressure valve. Like you have this, you have this, you have this, you have this, uh, you have this like vampire court or whatever, right. Full of extremely serious, dark, rooting, you know, scary motherfuckers who are all like plotting and, and scheming and getting ready to backstab each other all the time and everybody's paranoid and everybody's, you know, looking over their shoulder. Um, and then something, you know, something just out of the blue, just like ridiculous happens. <laughs> it kind of breaks, it kind of breaks the, it kind of breaks the, um, it kind of breaks, breaks the tension. And people might, you know, act annoyed or they might act, you know, like, like, oh, what is this fool doing who has, who has come among us? But they might also seek to leave because it's like, oh, yeah, they're taking away from, you know, they're taking out some of the attention, they're, you know, they're, or they're, they're taking some of the attention away from me or they're taking some of the attention away from, from like my plots and schemes. So, you know, let him, you know, play his pranks or whatever. So, you know, that's that's one reason I would, you know, that's, you know, that's at least you can say like, you know, you, someone even might say like, why does anybody tolerate any of these Malkavian pranks ever? Yeah. Uh, I, and... that's, that's at least, that's at least one good reason because, you know, even these scary, serious, like, you know, vampire elders, you know, know that sometimes they need, you know, like I think even they realize that sometimes, you know, like breaking up their their perception of reality a little bit um, can sometimes be useful. Yeah, you know? and yeah, maybe it's even just nice to be surprised once in a while after five thousand years. Yeah, exactly. Shit must get boring after a couple hundred years of of like the same thing at night after night. So, you know, I think there there is something to the to the idea that. You know, Malkavian's Malkavian pranking has its has its like real use or whatever. But the other thing is too is is this this also made me think of like 
the only real Machiavian character I ever played for like a long time who never pranked anyone ever and would never think of pranking anyone. Was that part of his... Was that was that like baked in as part of his character by you, or did you just not know, play with just, this as a? No, it just was. Well, I mean, we can, I can talk about that character in a little bit, but it's like, yeah, it just it just it it just made no sense for his character. Like that, like right. that character. That character was basically like he he was more of like a venture in a lot of ways. You know, he was sure. he was political. Um, he was about money. He was about. He was about power. He was about you know collecting followers and collecting um, you know people and and you know building alliances around the city and stuff like that. You know, and so that's yeah, that's definitely a type. That's a, the blue blood Malkavian is definitely a yeah. And I you know and I use a lot of a lot of dominating obfuscate. Sure. Really, yeah. Really ruthlessly. They have the tools for those situations yeah, for real to do that. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah that. I want to talk about that game anyway, as as like its own little sidebar because it was okay, a game. Okay. It was a game that my friend Dave R ran. My friend, it was a it was a game that my friend Dave ran um, with myself and two other players, and uh, all three of us were Malkavians. Okay. Um, it actually started. That's with great. Two, it actually started with myself, um, uh, my friend Alex, uh, both playing Malkavians, and uh, John was pl- my friend John was playing. Bruja, um, he basically committed suicide by Prince, which is a funny story all on its own. Um, and then he made another Malk- he, when he when he made a character to come back after that after the first Bruja character died, he, he made a Malkavian. He was like, I, I see where this game is going. Let's do it. Okay, good. Yeah. So so that was a really good game, and it was it was a really fun. Um, it was, you know, it was a really fun look at, you know, insanity, basically. Um, it was, bu- it was a bunch of guys rolling around, not too, not giving too much of a fuck what reality has to say about the situation. Yeah, yeah. and basically, basically, he had set up this this uh, this setting um, where the city was. Um, the city had a very powerful Malkavian presence, um, but the Malkavians were basically split into two sort of like competing bloodlines. Basically, okay, um, they weren't like explicitly like bloodlines in like meta terms. Right, I, actually, actually, they kind of were because they were the Malkavians who had dominate, and, and the, the ones Malkavians that didn't, or the ones that had demutation. Right, you know, which is not a discipline, and you know that that is you know mentioned here at all because I think it's. Maybe the Sabbat books weren't out actually, because Demontation was in the Sabbat books, and um, they don't mention it at all in this book. No, so. and uh, uh, it wasn't even. I mean, it wasn't until th- I think in third edition the Camarilla Malkavians came with Demontation as a. Yeah, they had some meta plot thing where Demontation like spread like a virus. Oh, you know what? I actually I was going to ask you if it was like a plot line thing because there is a plot that goes on as the editions. Yeah. 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 It was part of the meta plot. That's cool. But uh, but in this game, it was just basically like like no, some some Malkavians express their madness, um, you know, or express their the curse in a certain way, and and others express it in a slightly different way. And they're both Malkavians. They just some of them have de- demutation, and some of them have dominate. Um, and two of us were 
dominate Malkavians, and one of us was a demontation Malkavian. Um, cool. And, um, and yeah, it was like it was a, it was an interesting city because the Malkavians had a lot of power. You know, the Malkavian primogen was this was this elder, you know, Malkavian elder woman um, who was like very power hungry and very ruthless. Um, and her her I forget if it was her child, if it was like her blood brother or whatever, was the sheriff. Okay. Uh, who was this amazing character? He's, he was he was like this this reoccurring character that 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 Davis used in a few different of his games. Is like this this Malkavian sheriff named Pressler, who sort of presents as like a as like a, a man in black FBI agent type, you know. Um, sure. Yeah. 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 I think his re- I think his actual derangement Dave revealed to us later after the game was that he um, was that was, was that he he's like he he has to fight for truth justice in the American way or something like that something ridiculous like that but the way he interprets it as like um, you know having to enforce vampire law you know he was like oh, right. he was like a psycho FBI agent with a straight razor. <laughs> <laughs> I you know yeah that's great. Um, I mean that sounds like that yeah. That that could be in the back of this book as like a Malkavian yeah. template that sounds awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um my own character was a Malkavian whose derangement was that he um he talked to his dead family. Oh. Um he, he was like he was he was like this you know I, I made this character who was basically like this really rich like billionaire, um, you know, trust fund baby, um, you know, but, um, everyone else in his family was dead and he had inherited all the money and like, you know, his parents were dead and he didn't have any brothers and sisters and, you know, his cousins, and everybody, like there was nobody else. It was just him. He was like the last of a long line or whatever. Okay. And, um, after his embrace, um, he just started talking to them again and his okay. dude, different family members represented like sort of different parts of his personality. Like his, like his father was like his conscience. Sure. And like his mother was like, sort of like his social conscience, like, like, Oh, you have to keep up appearances. You have to, you know, you have to do, you know, it doesn't matter if you do the right thing, as long as it looks, you know, as long as it looks good. Yeah. Like his, and like his grandfather was like the ruthless, like like almost like the beast part of him, like like you know go for the kill, you know get the power, you know that kind of thing. And um, you know when the dis- when the arrangement was sort of at a low ebb, he would like call them on the phone or he would text with them or whatever. Um, but when it was kind of at a higher ebb, he, they were like there, like in the room with him talking. Like I remember one really good scene that that I ran where he was like, oh your your grandfather, you know the this you know my. My storyteller was like, "Oh, your grandfather wants to meet you for dinner at the steakhouse." I was like, "Oh, great, yeah," you know, because of course you got, you got to go, like, go with it. Like out of character, I know, like, okay, yeah. this is me being crazy, but like in character, like, oh, he believes his grandfather is still alive, and he right. talks to him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's cool. Sitting, he's sitting at the he's sitting in the steakhouse, and the waiter's like, "Would you like to order?" So I was like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna wait for my, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting for somebody. I'm still waiting for my grandfather to show up." And the the waiter is like, "You're your grandfather, sir," you know, and it's like. Basically, like my character was like Rockefeller or whatever, so like people knew who he was, and they oh, also okay. knew they also it basically also common knowledge that like you know his parents had died in a car crash and his grandfather had passed away like twenty years ago or something right. like that. It's like like nobody else is alive. Like, what do you mean you're waiting for your grandfather? So it was, yeah, it was it was. 
Damn, Vampire the Masquerade was cool yeah. shit. Man, there was you could do man, lots of cool shit happened in that game. Dude, that's that's great. I love right. that. That's awesome. Here's the thing, it is and I, I I couldn't help but thinking about this character too as I've read as I as I read through the Malkavian book and I was like, he he is the kind of Malkavian who would look at every other Malkavian in this book and just be like, Stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. They're so oh, this book has them just being they're so over the top. They're yeah, so over the top. cartoonish. Like, yeah, like Warren. This is the character. The character's name is Warren. Warren's Warren's arrangement was not over the top, except when he was in really stressful situations or when something mm. was happening, you know, to sort of affect like the psychic aura of the of the city or whatever. And everybody's arrangement started to get worse, you know, or, or something at a certain point. Um. But it wasn't debilitating, you know. It was definitely right. like it was like, oh, that's not normal, you know. If, that's if they caught cool. it, but it, at the same time, it was like, you know, it wasn't debilitating. And it, he, he again, he didn't he didn't care about any of this like insight through madness shit. He didn't like he didn't care. I feel like uh, I do feel like a lot of this is very silly, and we started. Yeah, we started talking about pranking and i feel like there wasn't a lot of pranking in the games i played and i almost don't feel like it was a big part of yeah this world is or my impression of it because it wasn't in a lot of games we played because i feel like it was stereotypically like it came up in 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 a bunch of larps i played at like conventions sure and i played where like i jumped into big larps that that had been going on for a while like um, you know, uh, New York City when I was in college and, and, and in, like the years after college, there were like a number of like really big long running vampire LARPs. And that's where I met like a, a bunch of the, the game friends that I have now. Um, but, um, but definitely some of those were really silly and really bad because people would just picture. Make... Yeah. When a bunch of Malkavians get together. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about those LARPs where you have like 50 people playing. Who don't and, know each other. And like, who don't know each other. And like two storytellers. Yeah. Or like two storytellers. It's chaos. That's fucking, it's just a lot of chaos. People are just doing whatever the hell they want. And, and you know, it's one thing if you have a bunch of people who are on the same wavelength and playing with each other for a long time, because the the LARP, the last LARP I really played in like that was was kind of like that. It was like the storyteller. <laughs> it was one storyteller and maybe like one assistant, and and it was still oh, like boy, 50 yeah. people, oh, that's impossible. Much. But he 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 tried to keep a good handle on it, and uh, and I think what what made it work is that mostly for the most part, the the really core group or so of like thirty four people somehow managed to mostly be on the same wavelength. As far as as like how the game should run and how it was okay. going and what the right tone and stuff was, so somehow it worked. Um, anyway, but yeah, I, I feel like there were a lot of like people playing silly Malkavians, like sure, you know, dressing in, that in a little kind of environment, yeah, top a little, hats, yeah, top hats, or you dress <laughs> in a little girl. You dress in like a little girl, girl clothes with like a teddy bear or like a Barbie oh, yeah. doll, right? Like a Barbie doll with the head pulled off or something yeah. like that. <laughs> you know, um, you know, you see. Um, I think the uh, uh, yeah, you say like a, a lot of random shit. You know, like the like the like the bad role playing tips in this book yep. that I used to do. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think one term I I I seen thrown around was fish milk. Because, fish milk. Yeah, like a fish milk avian, and for I guess just for the same reason that it's random as hell, and they just oh a, okay a fish, yeah a fish, milk, a fish milk is just somebody who just goes around being random to be random, you know, not to quote unquote like open the eyes, you know, the doors slapping people with fishes and such. Yeah, but just slapping people in the face with a fish or whatever is. This is not a good prank. You just Such slap somebody, you know. Such behavior would not befit someone wearing a trench coat and holding a katana, basically, when I was in high school. So that's true. We, yeah, I mean, I didn't, there wasn't, I don't recall a lot of pranking or it being important. To, yeah, because, but yeah, I can totally, yeah. I mean, I definitely, I mean, I guess I did do a lot of live action, but I guess I didn't do a lot of it. <laughs> I definitely yeah. wore some. I definitely wore some ridiculous costumes at my friends' houses, but I definitely didn't go to conventions and see like. I definitely didn't get into like vampire uh, culture. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely different um, when you have like a like like a specific group that you just play with over and over again. Because when we were playing, because when we played a lot of LARPs, we played a lot of LARPs in high school. And I would say like the two or three years right after high school before people started to sort of drift further away and, and, and you know, get into other stuff in their lives. Um, but it was a lot of the time it was the same group. Yeah. Over, over and over, same core group, 10, 20, 30 people. A few people, you know, couldn't make it to that. This one, a couple new people this time, whatever. But it was, that's, that's what it was like. So... And and when you have a group of people and they all know each other, then then you know. Um, I don't think you need quite as much. Um, in some ways, quite, yeah. You don't. You don't. You, you. No, I was gonna say you don't need quite as much. Um, uh, like control from the storyteller. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. You can. Tr you can trust people are not going to be like okay. Uh, you know, half an hour has passed in the game. I'm bored. Let's try to kill the prince. <laughs> yeah right you know yeah i've had that happen yeah i've seen exactly. that go down <laughs> it's happened like more than once i've seen in games and it's just it's really yeah it's, again it's just kind of dumb it's like why would you do that it's just why would you do that um anyway um circling back around to the book yeah so they have the rest of these these uh Malkavian traditions Malkavian Arcadia connection this is the thing we talked yeah, about yeah right um, uh the wall of sleep with a capital w and a capital s i never saw that anywhere else in white wolf source books no nope, doesn't come up anywhere else what the thing. hell is the wall of sleep with a capital s it's uh it's it's the wall of sleep into into <laughs> hp lovecraft's dreamland man oh that's right oh i forgot okay oh that <laughs> that honestly may be the only thing that they're referencing here on my notes for this page i wrote that uh the art seems like an excuse to leave a couple pages blank yeah um, and uh the sphinx was a malkavian do you know what there's uh, yeah if i can uh Sphinx might have been a Malkavian. That makes sense in a certain so, way. So, do you understand this part about the riddle of God and man? So, was it Oedipus that the Sphinx said, you know, you walk on four legs in the morning and two in the afternoon? Because I'm really yeah. asking this question in a very poor way. But my question yeah. is, 
part of her riddle, commonly forgotten by scholars, is what is weakest when it has the most support. And uh, yeah. I don't um, know what what is that. What's no, the reference? I, <laughs> what, what is the writer talking about right here? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember my like the real okay. yeah. Oscar Oedipus story closely enough to remember. Like, but that was Oedipus with the walking uh, on yeah, four legs. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's that's that's. A, I, I she might have asked him more than one. More okay. Than one. Yeah. At least one of the riddles was like, yeah, what walks on. Walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, and three legs in the evening. Man, you know. Right. Oh. Or like, or crawl as a baby, two legs as an adult, and walk with a cane as an old man. So is it the riddle of God and man, and the riddle of God is what is weakest when it has the most support? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is, honestly. I'm okay. not sure. I'm not sure yeah, right. anyway, I didn't mean to get all into the Sphinx. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. I like, I sure like, I love it when some mythological creature turns out to be a Malkavian yeah. or Baba and, Yaga. Yeah, <laughs> a historical feature, Res, Rasputin. Rasputin is a. Yeah, is that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I heard that um, they retained his enormous phallus and like pickled it, and it's, uh, you know, in a Russian bunker somewhere because it has magical powers. Uh, yeah. That is a thing, I think. In the real world, not just yeah. in the world of yeah, darkness, yeah. he probably still has his um, phallus. Probably, probably still has his dick attached. Yeah, they stabbed yeah. him and shot him and threw him in the river. Yeah, probably in both worlds. Alle- allegedly, allegedly. Oh, allegedly. Uh, okay, that's mo- that could be considered apocryphal. Yeah, apparently the the people who told the, the told told the story of of. Oh, of shooting and stabbing him, and were, were the were the people who who did it, and oh, could they, it have they been? Were, they were they were they were kind of idiots, apparently. So, is there a possibility that it was the story of them covering up the fact that he had gotten away? Yeah, there were. We, were we had to stab him fifteen theory. times, and then we threw we him in like, the river. <laughs> we we fed him all this cyanide, and yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. happened. It's like, <laughs> ah, yeah. no, no, you mix up the cyanide with this sugar, you idiots, or something like that. Or like apparently, like cyanide. The or was the, it a plot to make him look like he was a, a ordained by God? Yeah, something. I don't know. Like apparently, cyanide actually goes bad after a while. Like the chemical. The chemical. Well, that's good news. You know, just just break down and it becomes harmless after a while, just like any other medicine. Like if you leave aspirin on the shelf for like thirty years, after a while it's not going to be aspirin anymore. You leave you leave cyanide around for a while, it's not going to do anything. So apparently that's that's maybe what happened when they tried to poison him. They like okay, put some cyanide in some food and he was just eating the food and they were like, they were like, oh my no. god, he's a he's, god, man. Yeah, he's a supernatural, vampire, supernatural creature. And it's like no, you just you put an expired cyanide in here. Um, <laughs> expired cyanide. Shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, secrets to the Malkavians. Now, this is the other interesting thing. Uh, other interesting angles to the Malkavians is the hive mind aspect. Sure. Malkavian yeah. time. Malkavian madness network. So, so the Malkavian madness is like all connected, and even though, like, there's the, you know, sort of the implication that. That Malkavians, even though they make no sense to other people, make sense to each other, even if they don't have the same derangements, um, because of like their shared blood. The shared blood actually leads to like shared mind and shared derangements and creation of this sort of Malkavian hive mind called the Madness Network. 
I never really got the Mattis network that much. I guess it's sort of like a well, like a low-level kind of Auspex telepathy thing, kind of well, going on in the background at all times. Well, well, it is a well, it's well, sort of, but it's, I mean, in the sense that it's there, but it's also a level eight discipline. Oh, I'm sorry, I did not mean like level the level of the discipline. I meant not the le- actual, the, not the actual ability. You're talking about the network itself. The network itself. So it's, it's a discipline to use the network. But yeah, it is. It's kind right. of, and this is also something that we didn't yeah. really. Ro- Again, it might have been because there. I wasn't in a lot of games where there was more than one Malkavian around ever. So that might be why a lot of these things I didn't really explore when I played this for four years in high school, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and even afterwards, I, I this, I, I can't recall a single, but it game doesn't seem. I, yeah. I can't recall a single game where, where any storyteller I, I knew made any use of this whatsoever. Like not even as a background thing. I was always, in high school, I was a little bit annoyed. I guess looking at these books as storyteller resources or just, you know, resources for both players and storytellers, uh, I'm like, fine now. But I was always annoyed that they would put in high-level, non-player character abilities in the clan book. Yeah. And this yeah. is an especially, this is, there's like, these aren't even the combo abilities. There's just like four abilities that are not going to be available to any starting character or basic character ever. Whole bunch of level six yeah. and seven and eight abilities, and that was that was yeah. I was always annoyed by that. It was very common. Here's a bunch of stuff that the that the movers and shakers of the setting can do that you will never be able to do, which is kind of a, you know it's cool I, to know that your villain was, can be doing this. You know, it's kind of it's kind of a theme in in White Wolf. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, a little, deep, a little bit of deep protagonization. You know, to be like you guys are not the most important people in the in the in the in the world, and it's in some in, in some cases it's like it's. I you know it's it's part of the horror genre to be yeah. like you were powerless you and know, the eternal a, struggle of the levels yeah. of puppetry you know yeah, yeah exactly but sometimes it's it's just annoying um visit fairyland is weird yeah fairyland visit fairyland is weird what the hell is this none of this has anything to do with any other world of darkness stuff all the fairy stuff in this book got dropped but again uh, yeah. this is a first edition clan book the second edition has nothing to do with this one you know this yeah. is this is stuff that probably got dropped yeah 100 got dropped uh um, yeah you have to talk to the gatekeepers yeah what? and then you can it's it's a level, <laughs> of, level seven unless you teleport anywhere in the world Instead of, but, uh, but, the, but you have to but you have to make a deal with some fairies first a discipline which the whole the discipline as a whole is about uh mainly being hidden but you know illusory type of things you know sometimes there's the mask ability but mostly being hidden and stealthy and being invisible but at level seven it's like no i'm literally disappearing there are two like whole there are entities whose purpose is to oversee people using this discipline who are these gatekeepers bizarre very weird very bizarre. I just don't even just because it has so much nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Okay, man. Hierarchy. This whole page is like nonsense as far as. Yeah, I agree. 
<laughs> I mean, they, they meet on Malkavian time. They have this hive mind meeting thing. Okay, whatever. I don't even understand why you'd have meetings like that if you have a madness network where you can just talk to each other with your brains. But I guess they can't all talk to each other with their brains all the time. Um, and then they will usually yield to the authority of the elders, but they don't say why. And in general, they differ based on age, but a long how but how far along the path of Malkiv they are. And then they have the hilarious five stages of Malkavian development where you go from fool to maniac to madman to lunatic and back to fool again. Of course you do. So there is no development. Yeah, that, that's, all, that's about a page and a half for that joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then again, someone needed to use up some space and might have been out of time. Judging yeah, by the artwork, and there, here's a Nosferatu character sheet. I have no idea why it's here yeah, in this book. Very, yeah, very. Here's just random. a character, the template. Twelfth generation corrupt industrialist Nosferatu. Resources of five. Nice. Animalism of one. Yeah, all the clan disciplines. Yeah. Humanity of seven and willpower of nine. Jesus, spent all your freebies on willpower. Anyway. um... Yeah, and then a couple, a few pages on the Malkavians and how they feel about all the other clans and why they think all the other clans are crazy in their own way. This section is always kind of in character, but this feels like it should have been like one character saying all this. Like this, this feels so much more in character than any other part of the game of the book. But yeah, these sections always kind of do. But this one is just some of this is funny. Yeah. I like the gangrels, Cruffy the cat and Dougie the doggy and all little rumple teasers. What? <laughs> uh, actually, no, I really like the second paragraph of what it says about the gangrel. They may be lost in the forests of their minds and not know about the thorn in the paw of their soul, but they sure can sit quietly and watch the moon rise. And hey, that's half the battle. Yeah. They have a lot of opinion on the Torador, and I think that's cool, too. I like yeah, the Torador. They had a lot of opinion on the Bruja. Um, I feel like the Malkavians and the Torador are a good pairing. I like a good Malkavian and a Torador hanging out. They are, and I think, isn't it... It might be in the Torador clan, but we might get to it later, but I, I believe at least one of the vampire creation myths put... Uh, the Torador and the Malkavian Antiluvians, his brother and sister, or perhaps even mm, twins. That, okay, yes. I feel like, yeah, is there... No, because someone I, has, I, like, the sad tragedy mask, right? Yeah, but that... Or does the... Is the Torador both the happy and sad mask? Is that their symbol? Their crest? No, because the Nosferatu... No, the, the Torador... Oh, the Nosferatu are the sad mask. The Nosferatu are the sad mask, because they're... Their sad mask. Right. You know? Okay, that's correct. Yeah. Um, yes, role playing method. This is the page in the mirror. And hilariously. I, I love that I, it, I, it tells I, you. I, I think this is like, it's. I don't know, man, because the role playing. After I read it a couple of times, I was like, this is actually really bad. This is actually really bad role playing advice. In my so notes, maybe, I wrote, like, I wrote. Maybe, Maybe it was good that it was all in mirror text when you actually read the book and you have to like stand up and walk over to a mirror because you shouldn't be following this advice for the most part. <laughs> so some of it is okay. Um, like create a nature and demeanor that kind of clash. I was like, oh, okay, that's yeah, actually sure, kinda, sure. that's actually that that can be useful. Play up the derangement. I mean, okay, it's not so much play up the derangement as like 
play your derangement because there are definitely times I think I saw people play a Malkavian character and they said this is my derangement and it never came up sure it, it just like yeah for sure no I mean yeah never, like all the time never, yeah it was never an issue whatsoever that it that was, was very that, common yeah that I ever applied to anything that ever happened in the game yeah did uh, I say that I love the blind bats yeah the blind bat story is fun love yeah them. if you want to go back yeah uh, no but then no I mean I don't need to I just wanted. Yeah. I just wanted to be said that I love the blind. I performed that yeah. one time too. Yeah. Uh, um, but no, in my notes, what I wrote was, "This is the type of bad player that I was." Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, but then, and then, and then, in the standing, looking in the mirror in the bathroom, they make. Oh my God! That this was the ultimate prank. They made me to. They made me go and look in the mirror. And while looking at the mirror, read about how I was a bad role player. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow. 20 years later, GG, guys. GG. <laughs> Such Great. a fucking troll move. Unbelievable. And then, and, then in the, and then in the next fucking page, they're like, notes to the storyteller. They're like, don't yeah. let your play be too disruptive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a whole thing about managing your goddamn Malkavian players. Yeah, not letting them be too disruptive. Man, like, oh. so awesome. <laughs> no, but but also some interest. You know, so you know, some reminders is like you know, like you need to make sure that they also are use are playing their derangements. Are playing their derangements, yeah. and if they're not playing their derangements, it's partly up to you as a storyteller to like make them play it. So like if there's that is there, yeah. if they hallucinate, you know, if like you have a character who's, who's paranoid, you know, as a storyteller, you, if, if you don't see them playing it, like one thing you should start doing is like, you know, doing things to them, like being like, yo, you, just you, you know, make a perception roll. How many successes did you get? Three. Okay. You don't see anything. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a cold ass like, thing to do. Or, or be like, <laughs> you got two successes. Yeah, you, you see something, you know, like like down the street, you see something move for a second in the alleyway, but then you you look and it's gone. You know, yeah, and you gotta throw stuff at like at people like that for you know every once in a while if if they're playing a Malkavian. Um, we ignored a lot of our weaknesses. I mean, obviously, we just when course, we were in yeah. high school, we ignored half these rules. But yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. But I think, but that know, is the like, clan weakness, and if you're playing with vampires that are affected by their weaknesses, yeah, yeah, and again, it's it's like it's not even the weakness thing is because you know different clans have different weaknesses, and some of the weaknesses are like you know very mechanical, and some of them are very um, some of them are very role playing, and the and the Malkavian clan weakness is 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 a role playing thing. It's really hard to they they have rules yeah. about about right. you know yeah. how how you know when you're in the grip of some of these arrangements how you might have to have different bonuses or, or have different penalties on certain kinds of roles or whatever. Sure. But it's really a role playing thing, you know, and um, uh, you know, it's just um, I think I think it was because it's it was entirely a role playing thing. It was it was one of the, it was the kind of thing that was easier to ignore. If yep, you have exactly yeah 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 totally you know, yep um you know if like skipping ahead you have a clan like you know like the ventru who they have you know, a very physical 
they have a very physical weakness and and it is role-playing weakness too but it is it is very in-game up front in your face you can, you can only get drink, into trouble because of it yeah you can only drink blood from a certain kind of person and you mm-hmm. have to define what that kind of person is and it has to be rock stars yeah and even, <laughs> even like i've seen some things where where like occasionally somebody will be like like it, it can be as broad for some for some characters as like young men yep. old old women you know whatever um but it has to be something specific you know and there had and there and there probably should be a reason for it as a ventru too like like psychologically because again skipping ahead the ventru don't see their clan weakness as a weakness mm, in game right they're like no we're just discriminatory yeah, exactly we have, exactly we have, we have refined tastes refined tastes we are clearly vampire royalty like just look yeah. look i won't even i won't even drink that guy's blood i'm I'm such a royal motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, anyway, yeah. Um, looking at these characters, some of these characters yeah. are boring. Some of these yeah. characters are dumb and boring. Some, some, of them are some of them are. Some of them are. I like the reality uh, buster. I always, I always reality. like, I love those words next to each other. I, I'm really skipping ahead. Wow, I don't even see it. Reality Buster is interesting. It's good. The mesmeric manipulator I like. Um, oh, here she is. Yeah, she's way at the end. Yeah, the conspiracy theorist I kind of like. Um, A lot of them have an ability called scrounging. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, A lot of them have tertiary the freak, skills. Yeah, the freak, the waking dreamer, the raving lunatic, the crazed monster, all are completely pointless character the the mad prophet are all completely pointless characters they're crazy for the sake of being crazy they have absolutely no motivation or anything to do yep and just like stand around and be crazy the freak in particular is just like i I think there's a whole section in werewolf about how that's just a type of villain just an archetype of yeah just just here's this guy (laughs) here's the freak yeah your leather face yeah exactly yeah great okay um, the moody loner who is basically a school shooter. Oh dear! Or, yeah. yeah, or well, maybe not a school shooter. Like right. that was certainly that wasn't some a, type of mass school shooting like, wasn't yeah. popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a mass shooter. You know, the equipment, high-powered rifle, ammunition, map of local water towers. Oh yeah, that's not subtle. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Um. So. Not a great guy. Yeah. Not a great guy. Yeah. Um, again, I, th- I think it's interesting to note that they don't actually specifically state what the derangement is for any of these characters. Although for some of that them, it's pretty interesting. Obvious. Yeah, for some of them, it's pretty obvious. Like for like detached scientists, it's like, oh, okay, you have your your you know your 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 actually not not even because detached scientists, you could say like, oh, well, he's obsessive compulsive about neatness or cleanliness or something or we're just straight say, plain old psychopathy yeah he's you know he's, he, yeah he, completely he cold ass. and i think that's interesting too because most of these characters you could actually probably play around and say and and pick a pick a different duration pick a couple that's, different that's really interesting yeah that they don't they don't they don't even talk about the derangement lister yeah no barely. no Here's an interesting... Uh, I have something interesting to say about my copy of this book. 
was that? There's a in the copy of in the back of a bunch of these books that I have. There are two magazine subscription cards for White Wolf magazine, and oh, in the wow. in the back of this book there is only one, meaning I mailed one in for my the one time I had a year subscription. To I White Wolf magazine. I definitely had a pile of old White Wolf magazines lying around. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. I think actually White Wolf got started with that magazine before they even started publishing um, Vampire and and other World of Darkness books. I think I think That's like pretty the, cool. yeah. I think I think like um, before it was White Wolf White Wolf magazine. It was like uh, Insider or something like that. I forget what mm. it was. Um, because I remember a couple early copies I got, called, you know, still had that name on it before they fully converted. It oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I kind of, that, now that's and starting I, to ring a bell. I think that's where, like, the bones, yeah. the foundation of, of White Wolf Publishing started. Crazy. I think it was, it was the guys who ran that magazine, got together with Mark Reinhug and put out Vampire. Uh, and then at the end, we got the who's who of Malkavians. We already mentioned Ki- these guys. Kidney One. Appendix is One is called Kidney One. In yeah, fact, in the in the table of contents is called liver one. That's wow. That's even extra. Yeah, liver appendix. <laughs> uh, uh, the Dionysian. Uh, the Dionysian. Dionysian. Three thousand year old, half fairy, Malkavian Greece god dude. Where were these fairies that I never got to see in Vampire? Yeah. Rasputin. I'm really a little bit bitter that like Changeling the Lost came out 10 years after I was in high school and it is what I wanted when I was in high school. Oh yeah, and here's Rasputin, yes. Rasputin. Basantasena, talking about her a little bit. Uh, And Crazy Crazy Jane Jane from the short story. It was maybe dead and maybe not. Maybe she's a spirit. Maybe she's haunting the Malkavian Madness Network. Right, maybe she's uploaded her mind. And Malk content. <laughs> I think that guy uh, ran a shop in the town we're from. Yeah. Uh, and that's Clan Book Malkavian. The man yeah. who comes back through the door in the wall will never be quite the same as the man who went out. He will be wiser, but less cocksure. Happier, but less self-satisfied. Humbler in acknowledging his ignorance yet better equipped to understand the relationship of words to things, of systematic reasoning to the unfathomable mystery with a capital M, which it tries, forever vainly, to comprehend. Aldous Huxley, The Doors of Perception. Rad. This is the book that the Doors got named after. The Jim Morrison Doors. Oh, they named their band after the Malkavian clan book? After an excerpt from the Malkavian clan book? (laughs) That's awesome. I didn't know that. (laughs) I watched the movie Cell, uh, the Stephen King movie. I've been watching so much Stephen King content. I've been consuming, various consuming, not just watching, and... uh, I got, I've got, I got to do, there's going to be some Stephen King talk. At least out of like the four episodes of this show that exist, I think in at least two of them I've mentioned that I'm going to have to, who wants to talk to me about Stephen King or books in general? Uh, c- 
contact me on Discord. Uh, go to koyadk.tv and get a link to my Discord. There are links there to all of my socials. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Maybe We'll Talk. Uh, yeah, C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. Uh, if you would like to support this show or any of the dumb shit I do or just me in general, uh, <laughs> my cats, my family, uh, you can do so. You can find ways to do that on that website. One more time. <laughs> it's C-U-Y-A-D-K dot TV. And uh, we will be back on Tuesday with Saint talking about Clan Book Nosferatu, more Vampire the Masquerade talking. Maybe I will uh, talk to some other people in between. We'll see. But uh, thank you. Thank you.